Hey guys, welcome back to the Facts or Facts podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Kaiser, and today we're going to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and I am by no means the expert on this uh, topic. In fact, if you want better resources on just general knowledge of Christianity and things like that, of that nature, people that I follow that I think are really smart guys are guys like James Warner Wallace. He's got a YouTube channel and he does cold case Christianity. He's got a book that's been selling on Amazon for a long time. Guys like uh, Sean McDowell, who actually has a YouTube channel that just hit 100,000 subscribers and he's actually doing incredibly well. And he's got some really cool things that he does on his YouTube channel, like have conversations with people that aren't Christians and have conversations with people that are Christians and uh, figure out from there, you know, how we can have good conversations with each other moving forward. And so today what I wanted to talk about is the Christian response to things happening in the 21st century because just scroll through Twitter which is obviously the basement of all logical thought and reasoning and any type of communication. If you scroll through Twitter, it's real simple and easy to see how Christians are viewed in today's society. Uh, They're viewed very plainly by a certain people group as the worst humans on the face of the earth. We're basically at this point in time up there with Vladimir Putin, who basically started a war invaded Ukraine, and that's who we're being compared to, essentially, at this point, or even worse than that, um, and part of the reason is, the, the big reason is how people are responding to one another, and then how the left kind of sees us with our responses, and let, let me give you an example, okay, so the left sees Christians as homophobes and as bigots and as people pushing a specific agenda that is hateful, okay? So let's address each of these individually, all right? So homophobic. In the Bible, it says that homosexuality is a sin. And if people want to live that lifestyle, that's up to them. But when they start pushing that agenda on other people, I think the response of the Christian is to say that is not what God has for you, okay? And that's not homophobic. That is simply telling you what God has preordained for us, which is to have heterosexual relationships and really good heterosexual relationships. That is what he has ordained for us. Now, the left will tell you, well, see, that's homophobic and you're only speaking out against this because you hate, like all these other sins are happening and you're not speaking out against all of them. Let me be very clear in this because I've given this some thought. If the church or people in general came out and said, you know what, we're going to push this agenda and it's going to be that everybody should have a polygamous relationship. Perfect example, Will Smith and his wife Jada. Jada sleeps around, Will Smith, who knows if he does, but maybe he doesn't. He seems kind of shocked whenever he finds out that Jada slept with someone. So maybe it's not, but let's just say that they are pushing the whole polygamy thing in churches and they're pushing it across society. I can tell you for a fact that Christians would come up and they would say that that is not what God has for people, that that is wrong and that we shouldn't be teaching people that. The fact is, is that's not the agenda that's being pushed. The agenda that is being pushed is 
we need to get boys to transition to girls and girls to transition to boys because they were made incorrectly and that we need to allow people to live in a sinful nature and we need to tell people that it's okay to be that way when in reality we know that it's not. If people came out and said, you know what, lying is totally fine. Let's just, everybody can be a liar. It's totally fine. If you want to be that way, we're going to accept you for who you are. I would be someone that is one of the loudest people coming out and saying, that's not okay. That is a sin. That is not okay. We should not be teaching people that. But these are not the agendas of the left. I mean, maybe the lying one is, and we should probably address that. But definitely, those are not the things that are being pushed hardcore right now. And so the church's response is like, look, this is not okay. And because other things are not the, the agendas that are being pushed, doesn't mean that the church doesn't stand against them. If I have a friend that's a habitual liar, or I have a friend that is constantly beating people, or I have a friend that's constantly cheating on his wife, I can guarantee you I'm going to be some, somebody that is saying something to them. Now you could say, oh man, he hates whoever it is. It's not that I hate them. You need to speak truth out of love. Okay? People always think that if you say something to just appease the ear of someone else, you're loving them. You're not. You don't care for them at all. If you see somebody doing something wrong, saying something to them out of truth is actually the way to love them. Now, they don't want to hear it, sure, because no one wants to hear that their way is the wrong way or that they're wrong. No one wants to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But the fact is, is that you need to speak truth to people. And we've gotten away from truth. I mean, you watch these conversations between people and one person will be presenting facts after facts and research and evidence. And the other person just kind of ignores it all and says, yeah, but it's like, no, buts." that's what the facts and the evidence and everything points to. And the way that we ought to, as Christians respond is there's basically two ways that people have been responding right now. And remember that not everybody who says they're a Christian actually is a Christian, okay? Matthew 7 tells us very plainly that there's going to be a lot of people that profess his name that don't end up getting into the kingdom at the end of the day, okay? There's going to be a lot of people. So how we respond to people, there's two ways that people see this right now, okay? The first way is you basically don't say anything, right? Your response is kind of like, okay, and like you you listen to people and you let them think that way and then you kind of just nod and say, okay, well, that's the way that you think and this is kind of how I think and we're going to go on our separate ways. Okay, that's the first way that people have been responding. They basically just sit there and listen to all these people and then don't actually say anything back to them. And the second way that people have been responding is just outright condemnation, right? Well, you know, you're all going to hell and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, there is a middle ground. And I think one of the most misunderstood things that happens in the Bible is what we can actually use from this, okay? The big thing that the left, not the the Christians, the big thing from non-Christians that they want to point out, and they think it justifies their stance, which is always funny to me, but let's, let's address it, okay? Here's the big thing that they always point out. They always point out that Jesus didn't hang out with the righteous, but the unrighteous. He hung out with the taxpayers and the sinners and the prostitutes and all those people. Now, here's the thing that people don't understand. 
people hear that and then think, see, Jesus was accepting them for who they are. See, but they don't understand that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, which means that, yes, he came to where they were, but didn't leave them where they were. Okay, hear me again. He came to meet them where they were at, but didn't allow them to stay there. When he was having dinner with these people, he was giving them parables about how they needed to change and how following Christ was something that was a life change. Just think about the rich young ruler, right? He comes and says, hey, I want to follow you. What must I do? And Jesus says, you got to give up everything and follow after me. And he goes away sad. Why did he go away sad? Because he wasn't willing to give up his life that he had. Now, does Jesus want you to give up everything and follow after him? Go live this poor lifestyle and share the word of Jesus? No, no, no. That's not what it's saying. What it's saying is that you have to be willing to repent, turn from whatever it is that your thing that you're holding on to and follow Jesus. And people want to point to Jesus having all these conversations with people and hanging out with them and saying, look, he's accepting them for who they are. He's not accepting them for who they are. He can't. They're sinners. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to have the conversation with them because he loves them. He came to save them. It's the same thing that Christians should be doing now is having conversations. The problem is, okay, the problem is, is that people don't want to have those conversations because in those conversations, they have to hear, they have to hear how sinful they are. And that is Christians and non-Christians alike, by the way. That's not just like, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm saved. Therefore, I have no more sin. Like, (laughs) it's not the way it works. So in those conversations, people need to be honest with one another. The problem is, is that we have conversations happening online, okay, in forums that have no business being taken place in forums. Face-to-face is how these conversations should be taking place. But that's not the way that they work. They work in 240 characters or 280 characters at a time. Or they happen over an Instagram post. You can't have a full conversation and actually be able to talk about things. That's why I like listening to Sean McDowell on YouTube so much, okay? Because he has these conversations. The only problem I have with Sean is that he's so loving and he kind of like cares for people so much is that he allows people to kind of say things that aren't true sometimes and then just kind of doesn't really respond to it. Now, he doesn't do that all the time. Okay, there was actually a specific time that I can remember where he was having a great conversation with somebody, a member of the LBGTQ uh, community, and she had said something like, well, all religions are basically the same. And he did a great job of saying, well, that's actually not true, and here's why. And um, so he does respond to those sometimes and speak truth. Now, does he always do that? No, and I wish he would, but... That is more of me saying like people who watch these videos might not know all the truth. And so it's important for him to kind of respond and give those answers. But he does a great job of having good conversations and kind of hearing out the thought process of people that either agree with him or don't agree with him. Getting information and then sharing that information, right? So that we can have these conversations. He's doing a fantastic job of that. And I think that should be more of what we're getting to. And the problem is, is that online, you can't get to that. I also think that Christians are getting a bad rep because you have a bunch of people, specifically politicians that claim Christianity and then don't stand by that for whatever reason, whatever policy or whatever it is that day. 
But the reality is that a Christian should have more, their moral standards should come from God. And the way that they view society should come from God. And that's how they should view it. And then from there, make decisions. Anyways, guys, you guys let me know your thoughts. This is kind of what I've been thinking about for a while. And specifically for me, how should I be responding to people online? How should I be responding? Should I respond online? Because really, does it actually help the conversation? You know, because the one side is basically already put into their mind that Christians are bigots and they're racist and they're homophobes and they're this, that, and the other, the white supremacists. And that's simply not true. And so I've just been thinking about kind of how Christians should respond because the response that I don't want is I don't want Christians to just be silent. There's no way that Christians should be silent. It shouldn't be, look, Jesus said that you ought to, if if someone slaps you on one side of the cheek, you ought to allow them to slap you on the other. Okay, That, that is not the society that Jesus was talking about, okay? That, has no, that is not at all the response that we should be having. The response that we should be having is, look, here, I understand your point of view, but this is actually what's true, and can we have a conversation about it? And I think that would actually open more doors. The problem is nowadays, people want to bury their heels in the sand and just keep their one side because they don't want to be told they're wrong, and they don't want to be unloving, which is kind of funny because the most unloving people right now are the ones that think that they're right and then they just scream and yell like crazy people so we need to be able to have those conversations otherwise societies kind of crumble and fall so let me know what you guys think in the comments and uh and maybe leave a story or two if you guys have one of maybe conversations you guys have had or back and forth that you guys have had either in person or online and let me know how it's gone and what the response has been Anyways, guys, I will catch you guys in the next one. Have a great day.